This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. That's a good thing, man. Uh, okay, we're going to bring another person on the show, but uh, we have a new passcode uh, every day at 9 o'clock now. You can't use the words in a soda may ins tway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hey, uh, they're in Earth's place. Yeah. Earth's fay. Yeah. Judd Zolgad. Judd, my... I, last night, I'm sitting at home. We, we took the kids out to dinner. We took the family out to dinner. Had a wonderful time. Got home. And so I got home just in time to look at that hideous score. And I watched a couple of innings. And while I'm watching it, I keep getting these emails. I could uh, look them up on my phone and repeat what you sent me. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it is. It's <laughs> uncensored. It's Tom Bernard uncensored. <laughs> you do you. You can say what you... Whatever you want, but yes, because I did use some uh, colorful language to describe your the team I cannot mention. Well, the last word you you texted me was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last yeah. one. The previous one tells the story of what was disgusting. For the record, I hate this effing team. Only it doesn't say effing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as someone who covered the Twins for a few years, I have to yeah. say, it's perfect. <clears throat> Perfect. There's no better story than that. They're in first place. You can ridicule them. You can do anything you want. Yeah, they're in first place because nobody wants to be in first place. Well, Judd pointed out yesterday that literally these teams don't want to win this division. No, they don't. They're trying very (laughs) hard. It's a race to the bottom. (laughs) Cleveland bailed. So would this be if, if they do win this division, which is, you know, Entirely a good possibility, unfortunately. Yes. Is this going to be the most embarrassing division champion in the history of the four men's major professional sports teams? It's it's a contender for sure, yeah. Like I'm trying to think of, of other teams where they won a division and you said, I still hate this team. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing you need to know about the Twins is the trade deadline is over. Yes. And Max Kepler is still in the starting lineup. Could they get nothing for him? Well, you know, he's a hell of an outfielder. He is a good outfielder. Well, that's, uh, they keep saying what a great outfielder he <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. And sometimes I almost believe it. But, I mean, he's okay. You're, you know, the, when the ball is hit in the air, you're supposed to catch it. That's true. So I don't see anything um, amazing there. But, um, yeah, they, I mean, they did nothing. At, at the best no, time right. you'll, you'll, <clears throat> you'll, you'll ever have to make a trade is at the trade deadline on August 1st because you got teams that are desperate to get that one player, that one little yeah, tool yep. that will maybe get them to the World Series. So you can get more for players, picks, whatever you're giving them. You can get more than you can get any other time of the year. That's very, and they very did true. nothing. <clears throat> That's very true. And Sonny Gray is the guy I wanted them to trade because he's a free agent. Yep. So yeah. he's just going to walk away. Why do you know? Right. I understand you're in first place. Who it's in a joke? Why not get what you could for Gray, who's a starting pitcher, who would have gotten you something back after a year ago? You gave Cincinnati the farm in what is going to be oh, one of the worst. It it so David Ortiz was flat out released. Okay. Yes. Hmm. One of the most embarrassing things in, in forget twins baseball history. Yeah, but you, you got to remember, but he went to Boston and he <coughs> found a, a new tool to help him. Yeah. Well, you know what? I would have taken that uh, new tool in Minnesota because that's right. available here too. Oh, sure. But, of course. 
But the Reds <clears throat> Twins trade, I'm not kidding you. I think might be, after all of these years from a Twins perspective, our Brock for Bruglio trade. Yeah. God. Like you took a pitcher who was hurt. You took a guy who was going to give you nothing, and you traded away not one but two prospects. And a Spencer Steer kid is having an unbelievable year. You think he'd look good at third base here? I was going to ask you guys that question. Has there ever been a worse combination at second and third than right now? Those two guys are dreadful second and third basemen. Yeah, well, you know, going back to, to the 70s when I covered the team, there probably were worse or equally bad combinations. Okay. You know, there were people like, remember Mike Cubbage? Oh, sure, Cub. A nice guy. Third baseman. Third baseman, and he had to throw the ball about, you know, 30 feet up in the air to get it to first base. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of bad. He didn't have the yeah. arm for that. But no you're rockets. Right. You're right. This is basically, you, Correa has to cover every infield position. No, you're right. He's got a hell of an arm, doesn't he? My God, yeah, that guy's he's a got great, an arm. great infielder. Yeah, I don't even mind. That's why he can't hit, Mike. Yeah, he, you know he, he can't hit because he's so damn tired from r- running <laughs> around. Right. He's basically the in, instead of SS for shortstop, it should just say IF covers it all. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, it's tough. They were down. I literally got home from dinner. They were down seven to nothing. Oh, those balls were flying out of there. <laughs> what two, three run homers? Is that what it was? He gave up four. Ryan, who's both, who was, you know, started out as the ace, yeah. he gave up four in four innings. Did he really? Yeah, they were just, you know, it was like 2019 all over again. Honest to God. I got to ask Tim Slagle, you, you don't happen to be a Tiger fan, do you? Um, I, I was growing up, yeah. I kind of, after the, the, the strike in 85, I lost interest in baseball. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw the, I saw the <laughs> yeah, big D on the hat. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the big People D. keep asking me, they say, well, why do you have a Detroit Tiger hat? And I say, because I get a discount on those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the hell? All I'm worried about is if the Twins, man, if the Twins make the series, uh, Crash and Burn is coming the first week of October. And uh, Oh, is it really? Yeah. God, that's a great event. That's a great, For people who don't know what that is, talk about it. That's a great event. It's, uh, are we done with baseball talk? I don't want to Well, we'll get back to it. Yeah, okay. No problem. Okay. Uh, Crash and Burn, it's a series I've been doing. This is the 12th year that we're going to be doing Crash and Burn. Uh, it's, I invite three uh, other comics to join me in spending a week writing at Acme. All right. Yep. And we, uh, we, we start with uh, 20 minutes on Tuesday. Uh, it will be a Tuesday, October 3rd. And... Uh, 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 and I, I, I'm going to actually, Tom, because, because I'm, I'm so happy to be here, I'm going to announce, usually we don't announce the comics... But, You're gonna uh, announce them here. I'm gonna announce oh, them right I here. Love that. Right here, uh, 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 Minnesota. Uh, two two Minnesota uh, uh, comics. Tommy Ryman will be joining oh, Tommy us. Tommy Ryman's a good guy. Yep. Uh, uh, also, first time that we've had a magician, Derek Hughes. Oh, really? We participating wow. in uh, Crash and Burn, and uh, uh, for the distaff uh, uh, person on the uh, on the show, uh, Liz Mealy will be joining Yo, us as well. Dis- Very funny. Hey, distaff. What do you think? I'm- this is, I mean, I'm like writing this down. It's so exciting that we get the first. <laughs> Crash and burn is yeah. great. How many hours do you guys spend on that in that week? It's uh, it, it's it's just incredibly intensive. Even the local acts, we tell them to stay right, at the hotel because right. we're going to be working. And uh, every afternoon we get together and we have lunch, and then we we we, we workshop uh, bits, places where we think we need laughs, where we might have a story that doesn't have a punchline, and then we do that, and then uh, <clears throat> uh, we go back. Uh, kind of study our notes and then we do the shows uh at eight to uh, nine thirty 
And uh, after the show, we sit down and then we we give each other notes on what we saw and what we think is uh, going to you know work, what doesn't work, what uh, again tweaking it. And uh, Thursday night, we actually do a live writing session. We actually sit on stage and let the audience watch How us that workshop. Out? That's a, a lot, it's a lot of fun and uh, very valuable because I was doing one bit that was hack. <laughs> None of the comics. I don't know if they they did it to spite me, but or they were afraid to tell me. Nobody would tell me that I was doing a a hack bit. And somebody in the audience goes, "I heard that one before." It's like, oh, thank oh, God. that was done. <laughs> yeah, thank. That's Why awesome. do people do things like that? Shut up! You're in the audience. For oh God. no, 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 no! no I'm telling you, they're, they're supposed to. That's yeah. why I let them do. It. We true, let them. Still. We let them do it. No, I would have kept <laughs> gone on doing the hack bit, thinking I was a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's this that, is the they, one okay, time. Well, then, yeah, never the mind. one time it the was a favor. Yeah, to, you want the audience involved. So that that'll be the first week of October, October third through seventh, and I hope the twins are, are out of it by then. Well, <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I think, I think I think by then they will have crashed yeah. and burned. Yeah, they do those things. It's nice to have people around that can help you with that stuff. Because speaking of Tommy Ryman, this was I don't know, probably ten years ago. I was standing outside of Acme and I handed Tommy a, a list of jokes, and I go, "What do you think about this one?" And he read it, and then he turned, he looked at me, he put his hand on my shoulder, and said, "I would not do that." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice to know. That's terrific. I would not do that. Okay, well, did you get the message? I got the message. Oh, didn't do the bit. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. That's, what was it? What was the bit? I, I, it's been so long. Come on. I'll mess it up, but basically, it's when you're so young. And it, I go back and look at this stuff, and I'm so embarrassed by it. But it's good to have. But basically, I was doing like puns of you know, uh, of towns in Minnesota and doing a story about it. You know, the one that came to mind was like, uh, you know, I went out with a girl the other night. She weighed about a blooming ton. Huh? Huh? Uh, <laughs> Tommy's like, Dude, oh, say this again. What are you Don't doing? Do that. Yeah, Tommy's like, no. Oh, my God. What are you? And I'm like, OK, well, sometimes part of this business is knowing what not to do. Well, you know, if you did it with an Australian accent, maybe it would <laughs> yeah, work. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A blooming ton a is blo- a good line, <laughs> yeah. no, no. No. that line. But, you know, when you're 27, that line is hilarious. 43-year-old me cringes at that yeah, line, I but suppose. it's hilarious at 27. I suppose that's true, but you can't please everyone. No. Like Judd Zolget and the twins. Let's get back to the twins. For, no, I just, I just like to annoy you. That's all I'm saying. I hate this effing team. <laughs> That's, you know what? You know what? That's my motto now. It is. It, yeah. it used to be like for, for the Twins, you know, what in the early 2000s, get to know them, right? Things like that. Twins territory. The banner from my my house is, I hate this effing team. <laughs> I know you're but, a little but upset. But you, you were a journalist. I mean, a real journalist once upon a time, working for a newspaper, just like yeah. me. So yeah. when you work for a newspaper, you you kind of get you, you kind of get excited when the team you're covering is that bad, don't you? Uh, if they're really really bad, that this is what I hate though. These guys won't go away. Yeah. And and so so like if a team, my premise on this, Mike, is this one: I either want the team to be really good because that's a fun that's fun because people are in, into it and it offers storylines, or be bad. This Twins team, the Cardinals sin, they won't go away. 
And then they'll... just accept your. There's nothing that drives me crazy yeah. more in sports than a team that will that will be like this club. They'll lose games, and you're like, okay, you know what? I think they're starting to just basically disintegrate. And then they'll come back at the last second. And they'll say, hold on a second, we're not done yet. It's like, believe <laughs> no, you, it's, you underachieving sex yeah. of crap. I, I have to say, I've been in relationships like that. Smoothly. And it's very painful. It's, uh, no, and, and the thing is, that, so they, they'll, they'll be in the playoffs, and then they'll have to play Houston. Oh. <clears throat> that won't be pretty. No, that will not be pretty, no question about it. It's kind of like that scene in Monty Python, isn't it? I'm not dead. Yes. <laughs> he says he's not dead. He says he's not dead. perfect. God, I miss those boys. <laughs> they were, oh, my God, that was wonderful. Monty Python. I'd rather talk about Monty Python than the Twins. Look, the, the, the <laughs> Twins got, what's their lead, a half a game now again? Or what is it? Oh, it's up to two because Cleveland's lost oh, three that's consecutive right. games they did because that they're doing purpose. everything they can to get the hell out of this race. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, right. But, but, but Cleveland has been <clears throat> playing Houston. So yes. that's, I mean, you wouldn't expect them to score a run against Houston. I, I don't, I think they scored two in the two yeah. games they played them so really? far. Really? Yeah. Mm. So they're not, never going to win that. The Twins, unfortunately, the Twins do have an easier schedule than Cleveland. They do now. It's true. Yeah. Cleveland so, got no yeah. hit two nights ago. Yeah, yeah that's right. And they responded God. to the deadline moves by saying, <laughs> and, we don't give a bleep. And you saw what happened after the guy pitched the no hitter, right? Did you no, see I that? Didn't want, no, what, what well, happened? Apparently, he he celebrated so much that he's now in alcohol rehab. Oh, <laughs> it's true. That's <laughs> a true story. No, it's a true story. Yeah, he's pitches, in rehab. Pitches a no hitter and then he reports immediately oh, that's the to Hazel. Guy though, he he threw one a few like a month back. No, I'm talking about this. I, I think it was Franver Franver Valdez of of yeah. the Astros. No, the. D- Domingo Herman, Herman, the guy yeah, right. from yeah, he he was he he supposedly was gonna miss his start like three nights ago mm-hmm. because of uh, I don't know like a blister right or something yeah and and then the guy that started for him just got lit up so Herman like mysteriously comes <laughs> in and, and they're all like I thought he was hurt and then y- yesterday he checked himself in, into a I believe alcohol re- rehab so. Wouldn't, that, that puzzles me. I mean, if, if if you're drinking and you pitch a no hitter, wouldn't you keep drinking at least until the <laughs> yes, season's over? I would. It's like that. It's like that joke where where Lincoln says, uh, uh, "They said Grant's an alcoholic." He goes, "Well, send him a, send him another case." Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. We do have to take a break here. Be right back, Tim Slagle in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Acme Comedy Club tonight through Saturday. Of course, Gelfano in studio as well with Brittany, Rudy, and your boy. Many of you have taken my recommendation to give mnfatloss.com a try. I'm hearing from so many people how this program has worked for them when nothing else would. The mnfatloss.com program really has discovered the secret to weight loss. Just like the program says, I lost about a pound of fat every day. I did the first 60 days in the maintenance program, and now I went back to the weight loss program to get my ultimate goal. And honestly... It's just not hard at all. I eat real meat, vegetables, and fruits, and I'm not hungry or feeling deprived. They really have figured out the secret to fat loss. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, that's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required. To schedule a free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That is mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. 
Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally, and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy, and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years, and what I've learned is that they have have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Morning Show. We have a full house today. Uh, we got Tim Slagle. He is at Acme. You start tonight, right? St- uh, no, actually, I started. I, I did the open mic on Tuesday, and oh, then wow. I was there. I was there last night, and then yeah, tonight through Saturday, at eight o'clock, seven and nine thirty, I think, on a Friday and Saturday. Nice. And I posted uh, your guys' information, too, so you can go buy tickets on our social media. Um, You were talking about crash and burn, and it's just so wild. Uh, The whole concept, I feel like, we're... Rudy, is this something that you would ever be interested in doing, or does it sound... I mean, it's... 
exhausting sounding. Well, there's a couple of different shows in town. Like there's one that is like, a, it's called Punchline Punchout, where they give you 24, they give you a word. You have two people get one word and you have 24 hours to come up with five minutes of material. Wow. And then you go up and then you go against each other. But the one thing I love about shows like this that Tim puts on is that for a comic, it forces you to write. Yeah. It, yeah. it makes you put out content. Because I think sometimes we, comics can get a little lazy. <clears throat> I, I always spend, no matter what, 15 minutes with a piece of paper in front of me every single day. Whether I get a joke out or not, yeah. it's just good to keep in the habit. It gets out whatever you have in your head. But it's it's difficult. And, you know, working stuff out, and I, I don't know, for whatever reason, Tim, I'll be honest with you, when I saw you in the back of the room on Tuesday at Acme, I, even though I've been doing this for a long time, I always hate when the headliner's there. Because I force myself to do new material, and I'm like, I know this joke is going to bomb, but I have to do it. And the headliner is in the room, and he's going to see me suck. And I, I, op- I did my first like two jokes. They did okay. I did a brand new one. It went nowhere. And immediately my brain was like, do all the old stuff you know that works. Do all the old stuff. Do the old stuff. Don't put out. And don't, you don't want to suck anymore. And, and, and the joke isn't even that bad. It just it needs to be worked. But at the end of it, I left there. I was like, ah, God, that what? And it just ate at me the whole drive home. I was like, that one joke sucked. Why did it suck? I hate that. But the shows like this are great to have because it really does, it, it really ups your game. I, uh, I'm too old to be judgmental. And well, it's, well, now but, you tell but, me. But, thanks. But I, but I will point out that uh, this is the 12th annual Crash and Burn. Is it really? And I believe that punchline punch-outs have only been happening for about 10 so uh, where did the idea come from originally? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. The, when you hear like, hey, we're going to have a roast battle, I'm like, the thing they've been doing for years? You know, for, they've been doing this but for But are there any decades. new ideas no, at this right. point? No, there's yeah. not. No, no, there's no. Not. There's yeah, a... but, but the great thing is you'll be among the few people in the country writing jokes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You got that yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anymore, huh? <clears throat> so I got to tell you guys, I was just down the hall, and I ran into a listener. Down there. I run a lot of listeners in this building because I maybe they know we're in the building and that's why they listen or whatever. But in the last two days, well, I can start with this one. Last night I went, uh, we took the kids to dinner, had a good time, and the chef came out to, to see if we liked the dinner and all the rest of it. And he said, God, Tommy, I really, I really wish you hadn't retired because I, I just really miss listening to you every day. <laughs> I said, well, you know, I do have that podcast. He goes, what? I said, well, I have that podcast, and all you got to do is, he goes, What's that? <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> give me your phone and I'll show. He goes, well, now I, so it's oh, it's a podcast. It's one of those deals where you have to like put it on your phone and you click it and then you do that. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I said, well, I can show you how to do it. He goes, I have a daughter. I'll just have her show me well, how that's, to do it. Right? That's, that's one of the best yes. reasons to have children. So uh, that was great. He He's like, eh, I don't know how to do that stuff. I'll have to ask my daughter. So I just ran into a man in the, in the men's room down there. And he goes, so how is the podcast going? I said, you give it a listen once a week? He goes, yeah, I listen once in a while to the whole situation. So how do you like that? I said, well, it's going along really well. I'm having a ball today, having a great time. And he goes, weren't you at that last place like, 50, 60 years? I said, no. <laughs> well, I was 37. Round up. Wasn't quite 50 or 60, hey, but... You, yeah. were in the la- you were in the last place right up until the point where they were in last place. 
Uh, they, yeah, not, they don't do too <laughs> they well. They don't do that well. <clears throat> That's what I understand. That but... joke needs to get more reaction. That was a great joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Nothing but support. Hey, it's a tough room. I understand that. <laughs> but I do want to thank everybody that comes up to me and goes, most people, and I'm telling you, nine out of ten people have no idea this podcast even exists. Yeah. No. And the so, thing is, you should have gone down with that guy and said, not only, not only will I show you the app to get the podcast, I will show you how to sync it up to your Bluetooth in your car. In your car. So yeah, all you have to do is, is get, get in the car, <laughs> and, and it's going to start and playing. And this guy's like, quit like following me. I'm just trying to wash my hands. <laughs> Please exactly leave me alone. Right. Give me my phone back. That's so exactly so I'm, a little right. conf- I'm a little confused now. So you're saying you're not retired? That's what I'm saying, yes. I Well, maybe... It, no, I got fired. I didn't retire. No, I was going to say I retired from radio, but I didn't retire from radio. I got fired. Everybody gets tired. Everybody gets fired. That's radio. That is radio, isn't it? It's just the way. It, I mean, if you haven't gotten fired, how many times you've been fired? Look who's here. You told me to come. I know. I think it's wonderful that you came. That that mic is hot, isn't it? One of those two over there. Can be. Yeah. If we can get that going, it'd be wonderful. Doug Sprinthal has come in. He's going to be car selling secrets. Oh, God. Gelfand and Sprinthal together on Reunited. the pod. Oh, my God. It's going to be painful. I have some questions for him, but I'll wait. Uh-oh. I have some car questions. Yeah, I can hear. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just supposed to use a hand signal. Yeah, you could have so I could affect your... <laughs> sorry if I was trying to ask you if you want me to turn something up. Sorry. Take that out and post. You know what? I hate being accommodating to all no, you assholes. No, oh. <laughs> get I really very little. I love this. And so I'm talking about how you know some people don't know how to get the podcast, and most people don't even know I'm on it. And who walks in? One of our advertisers. It's <laughs> <laughs> really great news. Well, I told you, I ran into a guy at the dealership that goes, Ah, cripes, I love listening to you and Tommy on the queue. It was awesome. I said, well, you can listen to him now. He's got a morning show. And he goes, shit, I thought he was dead. <laughs> he thought I was dead. The guy literally thought I That's died. Level right was, that, there. was that party not your funeral that I went to? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I guess not. Good food. What are you going to do? Judd is with us. We're talking a lot. Well, uh, one problem you do have, Doug, is you can't say... Uh, in a soda may ins tway. Uh, no, I listened on the way in. By the way, Rudy, really blooming ton. <laughs> Jesus, dude, you have a you have a speaking voice and you have a thinking voice. I would have gone with I don't remember the bit. Oh, and the thing is, Rudy, the thing is, if you if you want to work blue, you talk about chism. Yeah, chism. I like it. Edina think it was funny. It, Oh, oh Jesus God. Christ, Doug! Didn't you learn anything from the last? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not a professional. Learn something. He's not a professional. Oh my God! Uh, that's not my Rochester. <laughs> oh. oh no, we're guys. We have to oh, stop. Jesus, this thing is, I will Rudy, leave early. Now? This thing is spreading like COVID. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you, we're only going to 9:30 today. That I mentioned. I cannot. No, Dougie's in studio. Look at this. Look at all these people got coming in. This is how the the morning show used to be so much fun for me. The people would just show up. I love that. It's like the Algonquin rectangle table. God, right. the round table. Did you ever sit at that table? Uh, you know, I, I once sat at the round table. I didn't really. I sat next to it. Next to it. The, yeah. the Twin Cities version of it. Oh, yeah, okay. Which was at the 620 Club. Oh, the 620, yeah. That Sid Hartman owned. The 620 Club. Yeah. And let's not forget the court bar. The court bar. Yeah, that was yeah, my, that was my the, the, uh, the old neighbor. Dave Moore. Yep, yep. He used to go there every day. That's Dan Kelly's now, right? 
or I was so. Dan Kelly? I think you're right. I think yeah. you're absolutely right about okay. that. Now you can see Six some of the most famous people in the Twin Cities uh, drinking heavily. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I know. Who ever heard of it? That's ah, crazy. Uh, Journalists in a bar? Uh-uh. No, no, no. No, of course, the journalists, yeah. They were always at the little wagon. Oh, I love the little wagon. Oh, that, oh that God. Was, and Robert T. Smith, the yep. great columnist. Sure. He, he, did all, he, he did all his columns. He got all his ideas for columns while he was drinking there. Because people at would come wagon. in and they'd say, hey, Bobby, I got a story for you. And it didn't matter what it was. He'd, you know, he'd, he'd turn it into a column. And usually it was pretty bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but spelled properly. Yeah. Bob really was a nice very good speller. You know, you suck. But other than that, I, mean, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, it was some great stuff. Eh, it ordinarily sucked. So, Judd, we're going to just slog through the season. We're going to, we're probably going to end up in the playoffs. Is that yeah, my, I know. Is that I my, know. My, my phone or yours? That was mine. I'm sorry. I know. I just asked you that because I knew it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> no I, asked you, I knew for sure it was your phone. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to be here this long. So. Well, I mean, if you got it, you don't have to. Go. No, no, go, no, 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 no. That's I'm, I'm fine. I was just. Uh, you don't remember me very well. Once you come in, you ain't getting away for three hours. <laughs> that's just how it is. Clear your schedule. I'm gonna be laughing my ass off all morning. You ain't going anywhere. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, we're just uh, Dougie. We're just trying to slog through. And Judd comes on, and Judd and I every night watch the Twins game separately and text each other back and forth yeah. and more and more F-bombs as the game goes on. <laughs> Our text threads are, are actually the most fun thing right now of Twins games. They I are, yeah, you're right. I don't know, it just, it's summer. you got to have a winning baseball team, don't you? Hey, or at least a team like that's... a game above 500? Yeah. Well, and... They would be, by the way, in the American League East right now, in last place. In the, <laughs> yeah. in the American League West, they would be second to last to Oakland. Oh, so this man. isn't just a, a, a slightly underachieving budge. No. This is a massively underachieving group of uh, people. And you know what? I don't have a lot, lot of faith it's going to change, too. I keep he- hearing, you know, well, they'll break out of this. or The, the players keep talking well, about, you know, yeah. we haven't put it together yet. Well, if you haven't put it together by August 1st, my experience with baseball is you ain't going to put it together. Well, and, and the thing that I find somewhat bizarre is when, they, when, they, uh, when the journalists ask Rocco, like, w- how the team can get better, he says, well, the players just have to get better. What? What? <laughs> they have to get better. Well, I, I never even thought of that. Yes, they have to get better. Yeah, they don't get better. That's one thing I've learned from watching baseball for 50 years. They don't get better. Well, here's my Pollyanna-ish question. You're much more of a baseball historian than I'll ever be, but didn't the 87 Twins kind of suck until September? The they 87 Twins were dominant at the Metrodome, absolutely yeah, yep. kicked teams' asses. Mm-hmm. They struggled on the, the road, which, of course, continued into the World Series where they lost yep. all three games yep. in Bush Stadium. <laughs> but the 87 Twins had some character and heart. This is, well, a, lifeless, this is a lifeless collection of duds for the most part. That's so the difference. You gotta believe is not a good slogan for this year. No, it's not okay. the '73 Mets. As we celebrate 50 years of Tug McGraw saying that, it, it is not the uh, it is not the '73 Mets. No, it is uh, 
please end it soon, should be the slogan. <laughs> Not you gotta nice. believe. Oh my god, it's like having like an 18 yeah. year old dog. Like, no, that just, sounds like the slogan. Just, <laughs> what they should do is, is you know, instead of the, instead of the, the power drinks, just spike whatever you're drinking with cyanide. You know? Just kill just yourself. go away. Jesus yeah, there you go. Christ. Or, or vodka. How, how about vodka? Just have a good time. Sure. Go out drunk. Yeah. At least it'd be entertaining. I'd start watching. I don't want death, but okay. drunk no. would be fine with yeah, me. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. Did you ever say to your kids, like, oh, you got all, all Ds. You know what you have to do? Uh, you know what you have to do, Billy? You have to get better. Sure. That, that always works, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Yeah. You have to get better. Yeah. I love talking about this stuff with you guys. It's just, uh, it's a whole, I do think, uh, maybe you guys will disagree with this, they're going to have to maybe broom that whole front office. They're failing oh, on all ends. Aren't they? Yes, but I don't think that they will. I think Rocco might take the fall, but I, I do not think they will. I don't think they have the intestinal fortitude to fire Falvey. And well, that would be the guy that, that would have to be pushed out to affect a lot of change. Yeah, and don't you think right? they just need to get rid of all three of them, though? The Troika. Well, yeah, ide- ideally, yes. Yeah. Ideally, but, I mean, it's the poll ads, and they, they don't move quick, unfortunately. No. And these guys have invested – this is the scary thing. These guys have invested millions of dollars into technology, into the farm system. Like the old cheap poll ad thing, that's long gone. Sure. They've got the poll ads to spend a ton. The problem is it has resulted in not nearly enough. No, and, they're, and they're, the whole poll ad mystique is based on, well, look at Bill Polad, the auteur, as we call him. The auteur. Yeah. All he nice. did, he just, he just took a few hundred million dollars, and he just kept failing and failing and failing. And then one day, he got lucky and had a hit movie, right? And yeah. it's the only thing people will remember him for. Well, that's probably true. And now I, now I drive by his mansion. Uh, on you know you know, you've seen his mansion many times I'm sure on, on Lake the lake the, there yeah. yeah I call I call it Brokeback Mansion and um, <laughs> it's uh, you know but but it's all it takes and that's all it would take for for these poll ads for what Jim right it's Jim Jim poll ad yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Joe. It's Joe now. It, oh, it's, Joe it's now. The, yeah. Oh, Joe. It, okay. That's Bill's kid, right? Yeah. Well, Joe, uh, no, is, isn't he like a? Let's see. So he's. Yeah, that might be right. Yeah, I think he's a. He's a nephew of the, of the, um, of the Polad, the old man Carl, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Any, anyway, one day they'll get lucky. They'll do everything wrong, and they'll get lucky, and they'll they'll win the World Series, and then he'll be remembered as a genius. I have a question for you. Why would you take $35 million and basically build the best buy that's supposed to be your house? <laughs> that's the most boring house I've ever seen for that much money. I mean, it's just this, it looks like a grocery but store. But it's, it's a cancer. It keeps metastasizing. Yes, it does. You're absolutely right. It does. I have not seen this house. But that was a good film. His, his hit film was yeah, great. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. What, what was that? Brian Wilson, story of... of Brian Wilson stays in the Beach Boys, right? Oh, yep. that's nice. Well, that was his second hit, yeah. The oh, first one that, was a... Brokeback, okay. yeah. Oh, bro- yeah, Brokeback and then that one. Yeah. What I don't think the- much about... I, you know, I know a little bit about the Beach Boys. I don't think much in that movie was actually true, however. I, I mean, and I realize that it doesn't matter. But it's sort of, you know, it's supposed to be a biopic. And 
I, from everything I know about Brian Wilson, most of that was just cooked up. There was, speaking of biopics and country music, Mike, have you been watching this George and Tammy series? No. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Oh, I got Michael, it. Michael Shannon plays George he Jones, and he's amazing. fabulous. That's it's a great really, show. Really, really good. We're about, he, we've seen, I think, three episodes or so. It only gets better. Yeah. As wow. it goes, it gets better. It's phenomenal. I saw, I saw Where's that one on? Uh, I stream it on the internet. Is it no, so well, you it's do. Paramount Plus or Disney okay. or Amazon or Netflix or it's probably well, yeah, just I better. Figured, to look up. Yeah, I figured that. Probably better just <laughs> 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 to given. I mean, who can ever answer that question? I, know, right? I don't know. It's great. Oh, right. My I, wife I saw, and I have a whiteboard in our basement with all the shows we're watching and then what <laughs> channel it. on. That that may be a sign of an illness. The whiteboard. Yeah, I'm just saying, maybe you need to get out a little more. Get out of the house. <laughs> the whiteboard. Roam around. You're telling me I need to get out more? That is bleak. That's a good point. Hey, I don't, need to look I don't participate. I merely advise. Okay. I saw Tammy Wynette shortly after she broke up with George. Yeah. And it was at the Guthrie. And it was a great show. The old Guthrie. The old Guthrie, yes, right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And then after the show, she sold 8 by 10 autograph pictures of her and George together. Oh, of course. Because she had to get rid of them, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so they could get them cheap. This, this was the toughest man. scene to watch. She was apparently leaving her first husband, uh, and he threw her in a mental hospital, oh, and she there's a scene where she gets shock treatments when she's eight months pregnant. Yeah. You believe oh. that? Yeah. Isn't that oh. amazing? Wow. And I was I didn't know much about Tammy Wynette other than Stand sure. By Your Man. I'm like, oh, it's just another yeah. bubblehead. It's like, yeah, yep. this woman, there was there was a lot going on with her. It's quite a story. So she, she broke up with George, but she's still selling autographed pictures yeah. of her and George. That's yeah. correct. Did, did she draw little Hitler mustaches on her? <laughs> <laughs> there was a sticker on his face, like but, an emoji. But, Do but, the crossed but, eyes in the, in the center. But now that I know she had electroshock, it was an electroshock, yeah. right? Now that I know it, it makes sense. Because the woman, I, I interviewed her once. And, Did you really? You put, you, oh, yeah. But oh. you put all this together, no emotions at all. No, really? No. And only someone with no emotions would do would sell those pictures, right? And, I suppose. Uh, and balloons would cling to her head. <laughs> yes, the, the electricity was up. She couldn't comb her hair ever. Probably Every true. time they tried to change the diaper on that baby. Shock, 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 shock. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God, you guys. Oh How the hell did they allow somebody eight months pregnant to receive electroshock therapy? Don't know. Well, you know, you could ask the other what? question, which I know. Why oh, would, why would they go. allow anyone to inflict that on a person? I don't know. It's amazing. They're still using it, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They, they, they still they, well, they use a version. It has, it's a yeah, much it milder version. Actually, sure. Judd has to go have chalk therapy. I gotta right run, now. guys. See okay. ya. Bye, Judd. Judd. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks a lot, Judd. I keep forgetting he has to leave at thirty-eight. No worries. No worries, mate. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I wanted to say, but then I felt like I should call you like Mister Mate. Who used to say "No worries, mate"? Somebody did say that all the time, but I can't remember who it is. <laughs> they must be very cool. No Every worries. Australian person you've ever met. Yeah, probably true. <laughs> yeah, that might be traveling with Little River Band. I might have learned that. I, I know it wasn't true. my mother. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if Brad Blanks. Does he call us mate? I don't know, mate. No, he doesn't call us mate. I don't think mate. he would either. Yeah. So how come he hasn't been on lately? He hasn't uh, been on in a month. I was going to shoot him a message. I just thought about that, so that reminds me. Yes, I will shoot him a message today and say we have not heard from you. We got to get. Where the hell's he been? That pain in the ass. 
five foot, what is he, about six foot six? He's taller than me. He's big. He's like six. Yeah, I met him down. Well, you guys were doing a show at Treasure Island, and I met him. Yep. Well, nice it, guy. His dad is a car guy. Actually, they call him Caravans. Caravan, yeah. Yeah, trailers. His dad is a big trailer. A big car, salesman. caravan salesman. Yep. Uh, yeah, he uh, got, he's, I miss him. He's just a great guy. Guy's got a little bit of energy. I will tell you honestly, God, Tim, if you ever get a chance, go on the internet. Brad Blanks is interviewing. Who the hell is it again? Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. And Jennifer Aniston. But he's 6'6", and he is very broad. (laughs) So he's literally on his knees interviewing them. And then Jennifer Aniston said, why don't you just stand up? And he keeps standing up and keeps standing up and keeps standing up. And the horror. And they're just shocked. They're like, oh, my God. And Adam Sandler goes, oh, my God. (laughs) So funny. Oh, I miss Brad. we got to have Brad on. So in any case... So we've decided the twins suck. Yeah, I even think though they're in first place. That was the conclusion for a while now, isn't it? I just really wish we could have a team. The Vikings have not even been to a Super Bowl since 1977. Mm. I, I, it's just it's unbelievable thinking about that. I thought this year, this past year, that the Golden Gopher hockey team might win a big one. Didn't even come close. What is the problem with Minnesota sports teams? They're terrible. Why? I don't know. Well, you know. <clears throat> It's all about acceptance. Generally speaking, acceptance is a good thing. Yeah. But (laughs) when everything around you is mediocre, I don't think it is. Yeah, you might be right there. Here's here's my solution. They just have to get better. (laughs) Okay, well, that's pretty – that's brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, the Twins players (laughs) need to get better. I think that's the key, right? That's what we're saying. I've been gotten that review a lot. They said, Brittany, the show's great, but you need to be better. And I go, yeah, good point. You got all my messages? (laughs) My phone was off for a while, and I got them all at once. All of them came in at once. Be no better. Question. But Minnesota fans are loyal. So, so I mean, they're going to be loyal. No, like, they're like, not. Cut. They're terrible. No, they're not. Oh, are they're they really? Worse, yeah. Cubs fans are loyal. Okay. Red Sox fans well, are loyal. But, Twins fans, no. But there's a Chicago mystique where they embrace not just mediocrity. That's true. But failure. <laughs> they do. It's their brand. But see, that requires irony. Minnesota is not an ironic state. Well, but, no. but, 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 but let's not forget about the Blackhawks and the Bulls, though. They had a few good years. Mm, you know, it's few. not exactly failure. Bears won a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Yeah, when was that? 85. 80, was it 85? <laughs> it was 85. <laughs> All right. Better dialed right in. Which is bigger than 77. Right. So. Yeah, that's right. You know what's great about that? The only reason I knew what you're saying is the Bears were Super Bowl champions the year I took the job at KQ. Oh, oh, wow. There you go. That's a long time ago, baby. Oh was it, what did they say, 60 years ago? Was the guy that was checking yes. you? 60, 70 years ago. <laughs> 60 when you were, years ago. When you were on the queue over there. Back like, when they did the Super Bowl shuffle. I shuffled my way into the hallways of KQ. The Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> we I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Remember that line? They got in trouble for that because they went out and they recorded that before they did the Super Bowl. And it's coach, and Dicka lost his mind and was like, what are you idiots doing? Yeah. We have a game to play. You yeah. can't be recording rap songs, you morons. Jeez. Yeah. No, it was more than, you know how stupid you're going to look when we lose? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that's a problem. Now, there's a guy who knows how to inspire an athlete. <laughs> Mike Ditka? Yeah. God, I saw him once he was at the next table. I was in a restaurant down in Chicago's next table. That boy is crippled up, man. Is he really? Whoa. Remember when he was decided to get into politics? 
No. Oh, yeah, he was going to get into politics. Where he went wrong was he said he was going to run for chancellor. Chancellor, yeah. oh, that's going to be a problem in America. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> but other than, was he really involved? Yeah, in no, politics? he was the people because he, people in in you know in Chicago were always trying to get him to run for office, like mayor or something. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where the whole uh, Saturday Night Live joke started. You know, the Ditka jokes. Remember oh, yeah, that? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I think that's where it all started. There was a certain amount of grandiosity there. He probably could. He probably could have. He probably could have been mayor if you. Oh, really, he probably really could have wanted. Been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and even probably. governor probably. Uh, yeah, I was amazed by that though. He was nowhere near as big as I thought he would be, but I, it turns out probably because he was so crippled up, he was all mm-hmm. hunched over. And yeah, it was sad to see because that, that boy sad. at one time was a great, great football yeah. player. Well, that sport will take something out of the guy. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> no doubt about it. We got to take a break. Be right back. Tim Slagle's in studio with us at Acme tonight through Saturday. More with the boys and the girl. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year, and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please... Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. We've been hearing about the new technology offered at Twin Cities Premier Health for the treatment of ED. It's one of those topics that can get uncomfortable to talk about, but the truth is, if new technology can improve your life by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction, why wouldn't we want to talk about it? Look, I've been going there for, I think I'm on my sixth treatment this week. Things go very well. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. Not a big deal at all. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. If, like so many of my listeners, you aren't interested in continuing to take a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection and wipe all the spontaneity out, reach to the Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer. A free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800-952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office. Or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Only 10 minutes left. We've been laughing all damn morning because of Tim and Robert coming in. Uh, I'm hoping, I really am hoping that we're back to comedians coming in every week, man. I just, it, it made my career. No, oh, it's it's great to be back with you, Tom. It's uh, when when I heard you retired, it just uh, <laughs> or died broke, broke my heart. Di- yeah. Or died, yes. Yeah, that's the other one. Well, that's what I thought. I always thought, you know, you'll get this mic from me when you take it from my cold dead hands. It's, Which, as it's turning, I was probably true. <laughs> but it might be any minute now. I'm not certain. But you know, I'd be so mad if you died. Like while oh, we're you'd on the be show. mad, okay? Like on the show, like there's we only do this show three hours. Yeah, you die one of the other times. If well. I die, can't you see? Here's my impression of Catherine. If I die, whew, 
No. Anyway. You're so dramatic. <laughs> You're such a baby. You want us to go, no, no, At no. what point do you put a defibrillator in yeah. the, uh, in yeah. the, uh, in the oh, studio me, here? Me and Rudy would be no. Uncle Bernie Tom for about five months yeah. before, because like, our whole career relies on him still oh, here. We go. Come see Tom at Hooters this weekend. Tom, Tom's, Tom's doing great. Tom's doing well. He's going to stay at the studio tonight. Yeah. Do you think the paramedic, when, the paramedic when, they, when they turn on the defibrillator, the, the the paramedic is going to look at Tom and say, "You got to get better. You got to get better." <laughs> <laughs> but he meant at radio. That's what he meant. No question get about it. Get better. Weird is he was looking at Brittany when he said <laughs> it. <laughs> More notes for me. Yeah. I just I wrote it down already, but I got it from the mm-hmm. paramedic as well. You got to tighten up that show because it's been Duluth. I hate you. I really like you. I was writing your name down. I thought, Tim's great. You're out. Tim's great, but now he's no no longer great. Mr. Slagle, please show yourself up. Man, you really Burnsville'd me that one. I will not. Everybody at the table is running through Minnesota City. I know, right? What do you do with Mankato? I don't know. You don't do much with Mankato. I got stuck on Ada. I never got farther. I'm the Green Hornet. This is my Mankato. Ah. 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 All right, you're back in. Don't use that shit and crash and burn. (laughs) Because you will crash and burn. Doug's buying a ticket now just so he can go, that didn't work. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, and the sad thing about it is you you can't even... do better than embarrass. The name of the town's already embarrassed that's, Minnesota. Yeah, that's very true. Hmm. Why would you name your town embarrass? Well, I don't get it. There's I, always weird names. There's Climax yeah, and Climax all Blue Ball. Now yeah. then, Minnesota. Now then, yeah. And, and I, after all, I you know, I lived on Cretan Avenue for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there, a lot there, of go to college. There's a road Avenue. north of Detroit called Big Beaver Road. And <laughs> nice. That sign gets stolen all the time. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. does. Mom, oh, Merry yeah. Christmas. I got your sign. Oh, God. Your own mother. You can't do that to your mother, can yeah. you? Yeah. Your own mother. My mom Although would if I actually did a, laugh. She's see, my mother wouldn't get it. Yeah. So what's, what do you mean Big Beaver? I have no idea what the hell I'm talking My about. mom went to uh, Minot State, and that was their mascot, the beaver. So she literally Minot will beaver. be like, anytime yeah, there's the a beaver. Yeah, the lady beavers. Yeah, it's and so, actually, yeah, and so she'll randomly go like, the lady beavers. she'll go like, but go beavers. And does this little like, and I'm like, stop, mom. And don't you feel sorry for all the all these somewhat chunky girls going to college in Menominee? I know. With the sweatshirts that say stout. That say stout oh, right yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to wear a stout sweatshirt if you're a 300 pounder, no, do you? Not probably. Not. You might as oh, well by, get by, to the joke first. By the way, I, I think I should point out for the for, the, for those of you who, who are not watching this on on YouTube, when when Brittany did the beaver noise, she actually was doing buck teeth, not just <laughs> not just slurping. No, that's true. Yeah. I was having another episode. You know, I do better I again. I, I always wondered why she was so popular. <laughs> I've wondered that many times. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Be better. I got it. The note's got. Get off your ass. Let's go. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. So Tim, you're on the road. Things are good. Yeah, yeah. Comedy's still comedy's still uh, popular. So well, we need it now more than ever, don't you think? I I would think so. Yeah, especially Where's... especially with the election coming up. Holy cow! This one's gonna be this one's gonna be icky. God, that's right. Oh, it's supposed to the idiot. last two. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. Right. Oh, no, yeah. no. This one, this one's gonna get oh, real. Yeah, this one's gonna get really icky if they, if, you, oh. you know, if, if if Trump gets put in prison, can you imagine? 
it, it uh, I, I mean, I know a lot of people are hoping for that, but yeah. you know, you trust me. You know, you, know, you, it, yeah. you stick a dissident in prison, it does not stop the movement. No, so I no, heard no. a story on public radio last Saturday. It was about what's that? Chile. They have a prison just for ex-presidents. And <laughs> no, they do, and they have three of them that are in there. They change governments about every five minutes, and, they're right. all in, uh, and they throw them in prison. South, so, of, south of Chicago, there's a college called a Governor's State, and I was shocked to learn that it was a college because I thought it was a prison. <laughs> Well, in that state, uh, yeah, that's what three, I mean. I think right? we, I think we have the record. I think three, yeah, yeah. I think three, three governors. governors. Went to I'll tell you something that just, just about the mood of people. You know, all the politicians are are heading to to Iowa now, right? Yes. And so Mike Pence, who's, as we talked about earlier, uh, off off the mic, we, he's not even going to qualify as of now. Doesn't seem to like take him, part yeah. in the debate, and it doesn't take that much to qualify. So he's done. A lot of these politicians do that. So so he's recorded like a, a heartfelt a heartfelt little thing uh, that the that they basically use for the robocalls, right? And so the people in Iowa, they 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 pick up their phone, and then they hear Mike Pence talking, and their reaction is to say, "Hang up, Mike Pence." There you go. Mm-hmm. Are we? Oh boy! I know. I, I you let it go. That was a long run for a short slide, Michael. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I got a big laugh at the crossroads with that. <laughs> See, oh, I'm going to crossroads now that you brought it up. Yeah, I love that. No, I look as you know. I'm in a situation where I look at it and go, "How could you support any of these people?" Jesus, it's got to be the lamest crowd we've ever had. Yeah, well, it's not good. Well, look, 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 look what's in government now. You've got Dianne Feinstein. She, yeah. she has to be told what, how to vote. You've got, uh, you've got Fetterman with that Siamese twin growing out of the back of his neck. What happened to that guy? <laughs> I don't know. You've got, you've got Mitch McConnell uh, rebooting in the middle of a press conference. That was so sad. He just stood there and stared. It's like... I know that was. Whoa. I thought he was having an epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he maybe he did too. <laughs> I right. Oh God! It's just, I've never seen a worse crowd of people. No, it's it's like it's like we're being ruled by zombies. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a zombarky. Oh, I like zombarky. <laughs> that works for me. It's true. A lot of these guys, if if they were in an assisted living building, they'd be they'd be on the top floor. Is that the dangerous? That's one? when they're on the top floor. That's. That's the end game, yeah. So the, the really, way. you think you, that doesn't that doesn't seem productive? It seems to me that the, the, the bottom floor would be much more convenient. Well, so you you <laughs> closer to where they're you going. Don't have to take them, you don't have to take them through all the end. other the, all the other residents down the elevator. Well, but the problem with the bottom floor though is it's too easy for them to leave the building. Oh. That's true. And then the top floor. Uh, you when know, they when they leave, it's like Tom's uncle. <laughs> yeah, they just get thrown out of the building. Thrown out of the building. Well, I mean, we could we could throw that in too. What Mike's talking about is my dad was uh, put behind the gray bars, not for committing a crime, but for being completely psychotic. That was interesting going to visit him. Yeah, he'd you know run the tin cup along the bar. (laughs) How many times did you guys go visit him? I only went a couple of times because I was a little boy. And did your mom keep going too? My mom hated him. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to go visit him. And yet you had seven brothers and sisters. That's why she hated him. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> There's a very thin line very thin line. and hate. Um, no, she didn't hate him. She, they just, those kids just never got along. Yeah. Let me put it that way. You can do things. 
things with people and not want to cohabitate with them. Um, That's true. Did your, I can't remember, and sorry if you've said this, but did your mom formally get a divorce or no? She eventually did, but she was Roman Catholic, so she fought it like a son of a bitch. I but bet. Finally, my, my oldest sister talked her into getting a divorce. Yep. Did she get an annulment? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's a divorce, an annulment, what it was, but, you know. What do you do with seven kids when the marriage is annulled? How does that? That's... <laughs> yeah, who gets the kids, especially when they're like 37, you know the 40? Well, you have you to ask Rudy Giuliani yeah, uh, Doug, just to answer your question. You get in a radio and hope your middle child makes a lot of money. <laughs> That's what you do right there. She did well. well. <laughs> it all worked out in the end, I guess. But no, it, it's, it's that's why we're sitting here, right? Does yeah. anybody have a smooth sale uh, in this? Well, Doug, you did, but... You yeah, know. well, my parents split up when I was 11 or 12. Oh, that's that true, was, yeah. But it was amicable, and I love them both dearly, and... But I learned it was a life lesson. The same year my parents got divorced, the Beatles broke up. I'm like, that's it. Nothing lasts. The world sucks. Now I'm going to become a sullen teacher, teenager and smoke weed for 10 years, which is pretty much what I did. Do you think, it, as it turns out, that most of the people you talked to had some familial problems? Everybody has struggles. They just do, it's, don't Everybody they? does. Yeah. And then some of them are really, really severe, and they just hide it, and well, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you, but it's, you know, it's, when I was born, I opened my eyes and looked around, and I looked at my mother, and I said, not you again. <laughs> oh, God. I've seen you from the inside out, lady. I'd just like you to know, oh, my God, it's time to wrap it up. Tim Slagle, ladies and gentlemen, at Acme tonight hey. through Saturday. Tim, it's so great to see you in person oh, again back in studio. Back at you. Thank you to Robert, too. He came in for the first couple hours. Having comedians in the studio is a huge part of, of the whole deal. Uh, we were the first ones to do it, and we'll be the last ones. That, although that's all Rogan does now is have comedians in. Huh? Kind of stole our idea, that prick. Oh, I'm sure we're getting a cut. <laughs> yeah, go on stage and call, to call him out like Carlos Mencia. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Mencia. God, I haven't heard that name in a while. What's he up to? He actually might be on the show in the next couple of weeks. Works for me. <laughs> I don't care. I haven't heard. Where has he been? Uh, he's actually he's coming to House of Comedy. I mean, Is yeah, he really? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's yeah. been a while. Well, but nobody's shown up in the last four years, so that's great. Yeah. Hey, as long as we can come in and have a laugh, I don't give a rat's ass Absolutely. about that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say one thing on the way out that I thought was very, very cool because Tim Slagle is sitting in the chair he's sitting in now, and Robert came in, and immediately I could tell that you guys don't exactly agree politically in many ways. Not at all. But it didn't show up at all, and I really hope people learned a lesson from that. You guys are 180 degrees apart in, in politics, but it didn't get in the way of doing your job and being funny, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. We, come, we come to terms on comedy. We, we, exactly. agree, we agree on yeah. comedy. And we that's got so many messages, too, Tim, saying, like, this is one of the best shows About we've had. Yeah, just... Wow. Uh, kind of in the last 20 minutes, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, With Doug's heavy Dougie's breathing on the here. microphone, people were really <laughs> into Dougie that. Got here. Hey, as this show goes on, this is how the show is going to be. The more comedians we can get to come in, it's what made the KQ Morning Show. It absolutely is. Because we said, and I'll never forget calling the comedy clubs and they're going, what do you mean you want them to come in and do radio? I never heard of that before. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody had ever did, done it, right? But, I, yeah, I just, uh, 
it, it was great having you in. I thought it was a magnificent show. Thank you to Robert as well. Robert will be with us next week. As a matter of fact, he'll be at Acme next week. Mm-hmm. He's uh, at uh, he's over at uh, 490 Robert Street. Laugh Camp. Laugh yep. Camp. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely now. But I, I want to tell you, this show meant a lot to me. And I think people will understand if they listen to this show what Brittany just said. This is where the show needs to be. Mm-hmm. Everybody laughing. Everybody getting along. No political fights. None of that bullshit. We don't want to hear it anymore. I want to be entertained. I want to be laughed. I sat here for three hours and laughed my ass off. Yeah. So thank you. And the rest of you, I have never liked any of you. <laughs> <laughs> I can point that out. Blow up, Bernard. <laughs> we'll talk to you later.